Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Ralph Waggett. He's a friend of the show and uh, with Advanced Power Electronics, and we're going to talk about uh, just power electronics. Isn't that right, Ralph? Yes. yes Welcome please. to the show. Thank you. Well, you know, with all of this attention on wideband gap semiconductors and advanced microcontrollers and Internet of Things and intelligent communications, a lot of people are forgetting that, you know, you still have to move electrons around. You still have to do basic power engineering. And you make products that are directly address that mainstream market, correct? Yes, that's true. I think uh, there's a lot of focus on uh, high-performance, high-speed switching, these kinds of applications where people are concerned primarily about uh, fundamental efficiency. But there are lots of simple brute force power applications that don't need that those kinds of performance. They just need a part to switch current. Not necessarily fast, maybe DC, but just uh, simple, basic uh, power MOSFET switch. Exactly. Parts. What, what they're supposed to do, you know, mainstream applications, motor starting, things of that nature, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, I understand, and we're here at the PCIM show for the benefit of our listeners, you've introduced some new products here, I understand. That's correct. We've uh, announced a couple of new MOSFETs. Um, one is, just just as we were speaking a few seconds ago, it's just a large a device for switching high current uh, it's not a uh, it's not a high performance high speed switch. It's just a simple MOSFET in a simple package that can handle a lot of current and can turn it on and off easily and efficiently. Excellent, excellent. And what about the other one? Uh, the other device is, is sort of the, the opposite end of the spectrum. This is a part for uh, manage for battery management uh, and battery protection within each lithium ion cell. There are. Um, there are some MOSFETs that are used to uh, protect the the, uh, the cell from overcharging, and also to protect the cell from overcurrent discharge. For example, if the pins are shorted, um, lithium-ion batteries uh, really need this kind of protection for, to be safe. Exactly, exactly. And as you uh, point out, though, yes, it may be a relatively brute force application in the battery. The fact that it is necessary and must be in all of these batteries, it means it's also actually an enabling core technology in next-generation portable devices because. Because if you don't have a good battery in those devices, they're useless. That's true. Uh, yeah, there's more and more applications are uh, looking at um, portability, uh, and obviously lithium-ion batteries are becoming ubiquitous now in in these kinds of applications. And you know, there's there's no there's no alternative. You have to have protection. Uh, you have to have these kinds of uh, products to manage the battery to ensure that. It's charged appropriately to, to make sure that you don't shorten the life of the battery. People obviously don't like replacing their batteries all the time. Um, and People so, also don't like watching them burst into flames either. Well, is that true? Yes, <laughs> yes that's correct. Uh, and so you know, all of these issues require um, uh, very reliable uh, MOSFETs, small size. Obviously, people are concerned about form factor, particularly uh, for portable applications. Uh, so you're looking for small size. You're looking for low on resistance to make sure you're not wasting power in the MOSFET itself. Uh, but you're also looking for something that's very cost-effective. So the key is to find a good balance between um, the the basic performance of the MOSFET and the cost of the MOSFET. That makes a lot of sense, Ralph. That really does. So what are your impressions of the show? I mean, do you see anything there so, so far? What do you feel the buzz is? What application space do you see a lot of traction in? Uh, I think uh, it, it's it's pretty much what one would expect. There's a lot of focus, as you said earlier, on uh, things like silicon carbide and gallium nitride uh, for... Uh, efficient uh, energy conversion and so on. And those are the key, I think, some of the key areas that uh, that you see at the show and, and certainly the key areas of interest, I think, in the, in the industry. 
Um, as we said earlier, the, that's that's not the only thing in the world. You know, there's uh, there's still life left in silicon, as I keep saying, and um, and I think uh, you know there's there's certainly you know none of these technologies do everything. Exactly, exactly. I agree completely. So, Ralph. I'm going to let you go, but before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word. I mean, I talk enough as it is, so this way my guests have a chance to get something in. But do you have a tip or a piece of advice or even just a comment that you'd like to leave our audience with before we close out the episode? Well, I think it's, it's, it's uh, basically what I just said, really. I mean, there's, there's still life in silicon. There's, there's lots of interesting and new things. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of applications that just rely on tried and true products and tried and true technology that's here today in production today in volume and uh, you know some of these new technologies will will be there soon but uh, they're not all there today understood understood well hey ralph thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today i'm really glad you were here okay thanks alex and i'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us because we wouldn't be here without you tell your friends this is alex paul for paul tom power have a great day